GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The Fire and Rescue Service is reminding us all to maintain fire safety during the Christmas period. We'll speak to Dwayne Trinidad. The Gran Salsuela is happening this evening at the Holy Trinity Cathedral. And we're joined in the studio by one of the most promising sopranos of the moment, Rocio Faust, will be accompanied by pianist Guillermo Garcia Calvo. And this morning, the charity Red Cross delivered 600 presents to St Bernard's Hospital. With details, our reporter, Jonathan Sacramento. But first, a group of Bayside sixth form students are fundraising to give back to the community during the festive period. Apart from a big spinathon to raise money, they're also helping Father Charlie with the Christmas hampers that he puts together for vulnerable families. I'm joined by Anna McComb, Jesse Olivero and Sarah Benzadon. Well, for the past week, we've been helping with the Students for Students charity at school and we've been helping Father Charlie with his Nazareth House charity. It's been such a rewarding experience, honestly. What we've been doing is, for the Students for Students, it's been based at school and they've um, the teachers have been able to bring out the exercise bikes so that people could pay money to go on them. And we've also been going up and down Main Street, asking people if they'd be willing to donate. So, and this we'll be doing throughout this week too. So, if you're throughout Main Street, a few of us will be going up and down, um, in case you'd like to bring some extra cash for us. Excellent. And we've also been helping with the Nazareth House by um, organising with NatWest, and we've been doing this at Barcelona, where we've uh, collected over 1,200 hampers. Which will hopefully be yeah, yeah, quite a lot. Which will hopefully be redistributed to around four hundred families in Gibraltar. So, where's that food um, come from? Um, It's come from different companies in Gibraltar, which have been more than willing to be able to donate this to us, such as canned food, fruit and veg, and different soft um, packaged food, um, which will now um, bring to Father Charlie and his team will then be able to give it to these families. All right, Jesse, tell us a little bit about um, the importance of uh, charitable work at this time of the year. And like she's mentioned before, this is, this is something that's incredibly important. You know, there's people in need here in Gibraltar. We might not see it right now, but uh, this has really opened our eyes, especially during the, the hampers packaging, the amount of, of hampers we packed. Like, like she mentioned, 1,200 for at least 400 different families. It's, it's, quite, it's quite incredible, really. It, you say it quickly, 1,200 hampers, but but it must yeah, have taken yeah, a fair amount of work. No? Well, uh, it has. It's taken quite a lot of work. We had uh, a method going on where we had different people at different stations and we went around like a conveyor belt filling up the, the bags. So they got it done well. Last year it was a bit different, but this year we've done it more efficiently and, and much better. Excellent. Um, and, and what's the atmosphere been like, Anna, uh, as, as you've oh, gone about preparing amazing. them? it's been yeah. amazing. It's honestly like the community coming together to... <laughs> the community coming together to be able to do this, like, all together. It's been incredible. Like, the turnout of students has been overwhelming. Like, compared to last year, Jesse was telling us how two days of their work were, was done in two hours for us because of how many students actually turned up to the old Barcelona in Devil's Tower. So how many? How, how long has it taken to, to fill those hampers? It, it, it's not over yet because we're still going this afternoon. However, so far we've done for like two hours. Not on Friday. Um, Friday morning it was meant to take the whole day. But by 11 o'clock, we started at 9. By like 11 we were done with the six, 600. No, it was Such was the yeah. energy and the efficiency yeah, that you brought yeah, to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent stuff. Um, uh, okay, so so what's going into those hampers? You said canned fruit, yeah. um, uh, stuff which which uh, won't uh, date very quickly, yeah. I assume, no? No, no, definitely not. Um, the teachers have made sure and the people helping that yeah. all like the fruit and veg will not be expired by the time that this gets to them and any of the expired food in the crates have been disposed of anyway. Yeah. So it's been assured of that these families are getting the best quality <laughs> of food that they can. Brilliant. And and who's been contributing? You you said that you, you, you've worked as a team. Uh, who who makes up that team? Uh, well, basically all of year 12. Father mm-hmm. Charlie is obviously the, the person involved. This has been going on for 12 years. Miss Lester has been organising with Father Charlie, with Nazareth House to get to make sure that everyone goes around from, from Bayside and helps out. Excellent. Uh, so so what remains then? You said you need to do a little bit more packing this afternoon and well, then are you involved in the distribution at all? <laughs> well, this afternoon really is just taking the stuff from the old Basadoni to the church for Father yeah. Charlie to distribute okay. it to the families in need. We won't really be involved we, yeah. with the distribution as we can understand we that like, this might be embarrassing yeah, for some yeah. families and as we're all young and as some of the like some of the children might be in school with might us and we might not us, even yeah. know. So True. we've stepped back in that position and given allowed it to the adults. Yeah. And what does Father Charlie um what has Father Charlie said to you guys about the the work that you've done? Yeah, I'm I'm he's, sure I'm sure he's very, very happy proud. with very proud of us that yeah, we've been yeah. able to do this in such a short period of time. And at this time of the year, especially, it's very important for us as a community to come together and help those in need just for that, even like food such as like a, prun- a functional prerequisite such as that. I feel like it's very important for people to be even like more taken care of at this time of the year, even though these charity events continue to happen it's been throughout the whole year. Yeah? Like- mm-hmm. well, I was going to say, so you say eye-opening, uh, yeah. Anna. So, so um, is it that you weren't aware that there were as many people needing this help um, as is the case? Yeah, again, Jib, we don't really hear about it that much. We're such, well, we are close-knit, but we are so advanced technologically in every way, financially, that we don't really hear about the families that do suffer through this time, especially this time. Um, so, yes, yeah, honestly, we're very eye-opening, like... Like, yeah. The problem here is that yeah. a lot of people are suffering in silence and yeah. they should know that with the help of so many charities who are more than willing to help out, that they don't have to struggle, especially at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and uh, so, so that's the hampers. Then what, what's the, the spin-a-thon? You're also... Uh, how, yeah. how much time um, have you spent students on Students for Students is a charity that helps um, children at Bayside for, think, for finances such as... Um, flights for maybe university if they're struggling with that or maybe even stuff at home that they need help with such as just um, household appliances and also stationery at school and this spinathon um, started on Friday and it's carrying on until Thursday I'm pretty sure Um, and it's been such an amazing turnout a lot of teachers have volunteered to spin a lot of us as well where where are you doing that? we're doing this in school in the podium of our school and it's just been such a good environment. Like, it's been really, um, honestly, just so positive. Everyone's more than willing to, to give money and help us out because we know that there are a lot of students struggling and, and we wouldn't want well. someone to be limited yeah. by our finances to do well in school and to um, achieve a university degree. Yeah, there's a good ambiente going on. Yeah. yeah there's another thing as well we, we didn't mention. I think uh, the teachers are also be making pan dulces nice. for different people in need, you know, so they can have something sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, at this yeah. time of the year, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. what, what, yeah, it's yeah. important, it's important <laughs> as well, yeah. yeah. What, does, what does Christmas mean to you guys and, and how do you normally celebrate it? Honestly, Christmas is just such a, such a family time of the year. It's just a place where you, it's a time that where you just are grateful for everything that yeah. you have when you come together. You come together for the, 
<laughs> millions of dinners that you may have throughout December and you just it really like really you realize how important coming together is and how important loving one another is honestly yeah. Jesse same here it's time for spending time with your family with your friends it's also time to receive and to give back to the community especially like we mentioned already here in Gibraltar it's something that is incredibly important because we're a community we're together we always have to help out each other excellent last word to Anna <laughs> Um, honestly, it's it's a time of giving. It's a time of gi giving thanks, to be honest, being grateful for what you have. And these charities have been so eye-opening. Like honestly, the um, packing of the bags to see how how many people don't have the bare minimum, really. Yeah. Fruit, yeah. veg, stuff that we take for granted that we shouldn't really. Yeah. yeah. And well. thanks to Miss um, Lester and the rest yeah, of the team yeah. at school. And Father Charlie for allowing us help. We've been given this amazing opportunity to do something yeah. good, do something to give back to our community, which is honestly and that was such yeah now <laughs> which is it's such, such an amazing such an amazing thing to do. Gibraltar today with Jonathan Scott. You never want to be in hospital, but it's a, a time of the year that it would be particularly difficult to be away from your loved ones and away from family and all the things that we love doing at Christmas. Um, and this morning, the Red Cross charity has um, gone out of its way to make sure that uh, that unfortunate situation is a little bit less difficult to deal with. Uh, Jonathan Sacramento, you were at the hospital with them. Yeah, uh, well, I mean... This is uh, an annual thing that the Red Cross does. They're, they're trying to uh, make it a little bit uh, more festive for people who have to, not just in hospital, by the way, people who are in care. So residents of ERS or people who might be in Ocean Views, uh, people who might be in a women's shelter or uh, children who might be in care as well. So uh, they, they spend, uh, uh, well, from their fundraising efforts, they uh, collect donations throughout the year and they put some uh, towards uh, the local community. And uh, what they do is they spend a considerable amount of time. They bulk order presents uh, from uh, from local retailers and they uh, then spend hours and hours and hours wrapping them uh, with the help of volunteers and uh, then they spent the well, They're they're out and about all day today, uh, delivering presents to to, to people who are uh, in care. It's in lovely because because uh, yeah, it's um it's it's a time of the year where people do go out of their way to sort of um, do charity and mm -hmm. help others. Mm -hmm. But but um, if you are, it's uh, about right. I mean, because uh, as you were saying earlier, I mean, Christmas can be a magical time of the year, but it can also be quite sad. Uh, especially for those who are in a hospital ward or who might be in a care home. And uh, I, I know that everyone does their best to make their Christmas as, as comfortable and as uh, as nice as possible, but it definitely is a difficult time of the year. And these things just help you help bring about a little bit more cheer, you know? Good stuff. Good on them. So um, you were there with uh, Lois Soisa and a number mm. of other volunteers, and, and we heard L Lois talking to us there. Let's uh, let's hear her voice. 
delivering our Christmas presents for everybody who's in hospital over Christmas. Um, so this year there's been about almost 600. Last week we got a team of 10 volunteers together. We've wrapped everything up. So a nice little Christmas treat at this time of year. We bring presents for everybody who's a patient in hospital, everybody in elderly residential care, women in need. Um, we get little vouchers for all the kids in care. So. Um, we try and cover the whole community. We buy all the presents but we put a special bulk order in and they bring them over for us. So. All the volunteers who came last week, we had some Christmassy music on, we had mince pies, we had some coffee and we spent hours wrapping. So big thank you to all of them and obviously all the Red Cross committee who make it possible every year. So a significant effort, no, like a lovely uh, gesture but, mm. um, uh, but also quite a lot of uh, fun I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the the Red Cross, I mean, it, it's one of Gibraltar's oldest charities. It's been around for 75 years in Gibraltar, since 1948, since just after the war. Yeah, Second Everyone World War. came back from, uh, from wherever it was that they were spread out and the civilian population returned to Gibraltar. And just a couple of years later, the Red Cross was set up. Uh, and it's, I mean, usually most of their work goes towards uh, humanitarian crises around the world, victims of natural disasters, victims in war zones. But a, a lot of work also does go towards the local community as well. They try to fit in to gaps that other charities uh, aren't already covering, you know. Uh, so, so, and, and this is just uh, one particular example of, of of what they do throughout the year. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. It's a busy time of the year for many of us in the kitchen, and the Fire and Rescue Service is reminding us to well, maintain fire safety during the coming days. Much of the advice is what it would be during the rest of the year, but it is especially busy. We're a little bit stretched and the Fire and Rescue Service says we need to pay a little bit of extra attention. Uh, leading firefighter Dwayne Trinidad is here. So it's uh, no, it, it's not uh, so it's just remain, remembering the basics, making sure that you're, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, concentrating on what you're doing, because sometimes we do juggle a few different balls, you know, and, and, and have something on in the kitchen while trying to wrap presents. Or That's right. It's, it's exactly what you said, Jonathan. Um, it's the, the risks and the hazards are exactly the same as, as any other time of year, um, except things like cooking, uh, that there's more of it taking place. And there's more, more distractions around the house because, like you said, you might be wrapping presents or, you know, you might be expecting people to come around. So, you, you know, you're preparing the living room, you're doing all these kinds of things. Um, so it's very easy to get distracted. Or you might even be having a drink, which maybe you wouldn't do. Um, so it's really important to stay focused on what you're doing. Uh, and if, for example, you have to leave to go to another room, uh, to see to the kids, to see to your guests or whatever it is, then make sure that you use a timer on your, on your cooking appliance. Most modern appliances have a timing function or a timer feature. Uh, so you can activate that. So, if, you know, for whatever reason you forget about the cooking because mm-hmm. uh, you're enjoying the company in, in your living room, then, you know, the alarm will go off and, and then that's your cue you know, yeah. to go back and, and, and see to your food. Yeah, to be honest, um, when I'm cooking, I, I always have to put the alarms on. See, I, I do it all the time and yeah. I always tell my missus and uh, you know, she never does it. I always do it. We have this thing, you know, and, and I'm always trying to convince her to do it. Uh, she keeps insisting that, you know, she doesn't need it because she knows when the food's ready. And I'm, I always insist, well, it's not just that, it's the safety side of it. Mm. Um, it's there, it's, it's just getting used to it, I guess, uh, so, so for some who, people. Who wins that battle then? She does, inevitably. <laughs> that one and all the other ones, every <laughs> single time. Leading firefighter, but not at home. No. 
Never. <laughs> Not at all, no, no. <laughs> no, I just find that it's, it's something that if you can offload something, you know, one thing fewer for you to worry about. No, like, that's why I put the alarm. It's like, well, no, I, like, I'll come back to it when the alarm sounds. Exactly, yeah. and that's the way I see it. I can go away, you know, with peace of mind that that's going to sound and it's going to prompt me to come back and take yeah. whatever action I need to take, whether it's take the food out or, or, or do the next thing I need to do. And the thing is that um, uh, we, we do relax around tasks that we carry out every day, no? And, and, and uh, 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 sort of a main source of fires uh, in in Gibraltar will be sort of cooking appliances, not a frying pan. Yeah, yeah, the leading source of fires. Pan. Yeah, exactly. And uh, in the UK, it comes from the kitchen because there's so much heat in the kitchen. Uh, you know, there's all these activities that involve heat and fuel. Uh, so if anything's going to go wrong, it's, it's normally going to be in the kitchen. That, that's the prime spot for it. So if you can take any measure to prevent that, then then why wouldn't you? You know, you've you got that, that feature there to help you, then let's use it. All right, and um, and then the other thing that is particular to this time of the year, I guess, is Christmas lights. Yeah, decorations. Um, that that's maybe the 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 risk element that we wouldn't have throughout the rest of the year. Mm. We wouldn't have the lights, the, the tinsel, and the, you know the, the paper chains that your kids are made in school, that that kind of thing. Um, so we need to be careful with that. With regards to lights and that kind of thing, uh, make sure that you're using uh, lights that are of a, of a British standard or European standard. You know, you might find these cheap uh, sites, maybe on eBay or, 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 or sorry, cheap lights on sites like eBay and that kind of thing. Um, are they compatible with our grids? You know, are they going to overheat? Are they going to overload when you put them in? These are these are the things you need to consider. So British standard um, is the way to British try and standard, make sure. European standards, you know, you can buy something across the border. I was going to say, because yeah, that would be another place, another a lot of people yeah. might think of... I mean, we can get them from across the border, just to make sure that there's a relevant uh, European standard. Or if you get them from gym, make sure... There's and a, how would you check that? There's an EN, there should be an EN number on it. Uh, and that should be the, the European standard. Um, just be careful, like I say, with, you know, you might think you're getting a good deal on lights or, or whatever you're purchasing, but then when, you know, when you plug it in, it turns out it doesn't work, or worse still, it might lead to an incident. Okay, so just check that it's got a, an EN number on the, on the box. Check, check for the, uh, yeah, check for the number. Uh, and moving on from that, it's also really important that, you know, when you finish using them at night, you turn them off. You know, don't leave them on, the last thing you want to do. Something happening uh, at night when everyone's asleep, uh, because that's when it's really going to, you know, spread. Uh, when mm. there's nobody around uh, to notice it. Yeah, if you're awake, you'd probably detect any problem yeah. quicker. That's it, you're going to smell it or you're going to see it or, you know, something's going to, you know... Al- al- alarm you. Yeah, right? that's it, exactly. All right, uh, and um, at this time of the year, um, in my house, we like using candles quite a lot <laughs> because, uh, you know, just it sort of gives that festive um, There's something sense, to it, isn't there? Yeah, I bought a candle from the UK recently, actually. I gave it to uh, to my missus. Um, and in fact, the other day, we were using candles around the house, but candles are probably, you know, slightly more risk than a, than a light because there you've got a, a heat source. An actual naked uh, flame. Yeah, that's it. It's a, it's a naked flame. Uh, and then you need to be aware of things like curtains. You know, you might put your, your candle somewhere where you think it's safe. The, the breeze might, you know, make the curtain move and billow. Uh, and next thing you know, that, that's in contact with the flame. Or you might have a... We used to have a cat years ago. And the cat had this habit of trying to knock the, the, the candle <laughs> off, the, uh, off the tables and the surfaces. So you need to be aware of that kind of thing. Uh, and again, really important that at night, extinguish your candles. Uh, because, you know, somebody might come in, somebody else that lives in your, in your property... Uh, they might stumble, you know, might have had a few drinks, stumble, or, or knock the, the, the candle over. Or, or the candle might be toppled over and, and set fire to something. All right, well, um, so, so uh, I suppose use them, but, but be careful. I mean, the other thing that you guys have advised in the past is to make sure that they're, they're on a base or something. Yeah, that's it, a heat-resistant uh, heat resistant surface. So if it, if it does topple over, then that's not going to catch fire, or at least not straight away. Um, it's, it's like anything. We use them, but use it responsibly. You know, we're not trying to be the, the Grinch that, that you know... You know sure. That, 
broke Christmas or spoiled Christmas, but just be careful, be responsible, and you can have you know as much fun as you want to. Is it a particularly busy time of the year for you? It tends to be. It does tend to be. The, the 31st for the operational crews, uh, the 31st for all the fireworks and that kind of thing, they, they do tend to get deployed uh, to stamp out and extinguish minor fires. Uh, fire safety, it's, it's pretty much the, uh, just as busy all year round. We're always carrying out inspections okay. to premises and, and the you know, um, events. So I'm actually saying that there's three events coming up, which we need to check for. Um, so yeah, it, it, it does get quite busy. And how are you, um, are you going to come back to talk to us about fireworks and before the end of the year? Or? Um, there wasn't a plan for that actually, but we can cover it briefly now. Uh, yeah. we're, as a GFRS, we're primarily responsible for the storage of fireworks. So, so what I would advise is, uh, you know, store it somewhere safe, store it behind a, a fire door, ideally store it somewhere with no heat coming through to it. Um, and ideally with a detector as well. So if anything does happen, then that's going to you know get picked up straight away. Um, the use and the importation, that's other agencies that tend to deal with that, Customs and the RGP, although saying that, if you're going to use them, again, use it responsibly. Check the manufacturer's guidelines. Um, you know, they know best. They've manufactured them. They, they know exactly what you should and shouldn't be doing with them. Other than the obvious, don't point it at people. You know, don't hold them in your hand. Don't throw them through letterboxes like we might have done when we were kids or, or some people. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> Times have changed a lot, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, let's refrain from that, that kind of way, thing. Way. I, I never did it either. No, I saw people doing it, but yeah, I never did it. Um, and the important thing as well, which you we haven't covered yet, is uh, have a detector that works, test it. So if anything does go wrong, whether it's fireworks, whether it's cooking, whether it's a candle, then this is going to give you the, the warning and the time that you need to respond. Uh, and then have a plan. You know, what happens when the alarm goes? Uh, do you eva- are you going to evacuate? Well, ideally, that's what you want to do. You might try yeah. and extinguish whatever, whatever the problem is. Uh, but if you can't, then evacuate. Make sure vulnerable people particularly know what the plan is, be it children or, or be it elder people. Uh, make sure they know and evacuate and call us. And 190, that's the emergency number. And there's crews on standby, you know, all of the Christmas period. Well, every day of the year. There's crews on standby any time of the year. But we are there at Christmas, you know, ready to respond to whatever you need from us. Okay, so um, we are hoping that by, you know, managing the risk that we're not going to have any incidents, but the things that you need in place should you have an incident are smoke alarm, which you can source locally, and I I, I guess, again, you'd want to to conform to British standard? Yeah, the smoke alarms we can can purchase from... uh, Pretty much any hardware shop, really. I, mean, I don't want to plug any particular sure. shop in, in particular, but you can get it from, from any hardware shop. Um, locally or in Spain, I bought my smoke alarms from here, but I bought my heat detector uh, from Spain. So you can get that from anywhere. Um, extinguishers, again, you can purchase that in a number of different shops. Uh, if you go on the Jib Yellow pages and you punch in uh, fire safety, then you're going to get about 10 different hits. Uh, so you can buy a, a fire extinguisher from there. Um, but also a fire blanket. And, and you'd recommend... Every household. Ideally, to, to yeah, one. yeah. Um, I know some estates, uh, I used to live in Montague Gardens, and for example, they have, sorry, I live in Montague Gardens now, we used to live in, in Harbour Views, and in every land, in every lobby, there's a, there's a dry pad. A communal. Yeah, there's one for every four properties, which is great. Yeah. Um, but ideally, I, I, I like to have my own, I'd recommend to everyone to have their own, I'd recommend a dry powder in the house. Now, a dry powder extinguisher is going to cover pretty much anything and everything, solid fires, liquid fires, uh, gas fires. Um, and also a fire blanket, which is going to cover your chip pan fire, if, if, well, if ever that happens. Okay, so dry powder extinguisher and, and a fire blanket, and a fire blanket yeah. available from uh, hardware stores as well? Or? Um, not so no, much hardware uh, sorry, stores. You, you said to Google it, no? Yeah, these are more specific to yeah. businesses that are in, in that field. So if you go to the Jib Yellow pages yeah. and write in fire safety, uh, you should get about 10 hits, and all these people, all these um, companies, will provide you with a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket. 
All right. Dwayne Trinidad, leading firefighter, apart from when you're at home. Uh, for the GFRS, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, this is Gibraltar Today. Um, and in the lead up to Christmas, the breakfast show here on Radio Gibraltar is featuring live festive music. In just a few moments, we're going to be talking Sarzuela with Alejandro del Cerro and Rocio Faust, uh, who are performing later tonight. But if you were listening this morning, uh, you'll have noticed uh, the latest in a variety of local musicians who are gracing the airwaves and delivering really, really strong vocal performances first thing in the morning, much earlier than they're used to. Uh, and this morning it was the one and only Nathan Payas, uh, of course, uh, an opera singer, who graced the airwaves with his rendition of It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time. Oh. How about that? Nathan Bias absolutely smashed it out of the park when we uh, listened back to it earlier in the studio. Uh, we couldn't help but give him a round of applause, uh, which was well-deserved. Beautiful vocals. Uh, tomorrow, Guy Valerino will be joining Kelly and Stefan with his original So Glad It's Christmas Time. Not to be missed. Live festive music on Radio Gibraltar's Breakfast Show every morning just after 8 o'clock. Make sure you're tuned in. Many reasons to tune in at that time of the morning, uh, and this is a good one. And um, then all of the week's performances are also being filmed and will air on GBC Television this Friday at 8. This um, this Friday at 8, yep. Replaying then at Christmas Eve at 9.45pm. Some really great music there for you to enjoy. Uh, which takes us very nicely to the Philharmonic Society's next concert, Gran Sarsuela. It's uh, on tonight at the Holy Trinity Cathedral. It's featuring star tenor Alejandro del Cerro and also one of the most promising young sopranos uh, in the current opera scene, Rocio Faust, who joins us in the Radio Gibraltar studio. Good afternoon, Rocio, and also to pianist Guillermo Garcia Calvo. Bienvenido. Good afternoon. How are Good afternoon. you? <laughs> Fine. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> our pleasure to have you. Um, so, what, what music are you doing later? Uh, we do a zarzuela time. <laughs> and, uh, um, es un programa de sí. música española. Mm -hmm. eh, por eso me, me permito claro que sí. hablar en, en castellano. Eh, donde presentamos sobre todo zarzuela, pero también, eh, en concreto yo, dos piezas para piano de Albéniz. Evocación y el puerto, que es basada en el puerto de Santa María, y ella también va a cantar de Goyescas, de Granados, un, una de las áreas más famosas, La Maja y el Ruiseñor, es decir, zarzuela y, y música española. Vale, ¿y ustedes se dedican a la música? ¿Are you full-time musicians? Sí, sí, bueno, yo soy cantante de ópera, estoy comenzando la, la carrera ahora mismo, 
y sí, o sea, full time. Must be um, lovely to, to pursue your passion, pero también, I suppose, a little bit um, intimidating because it's, it's, you, you know where your next concert is coming from, ¿sabe cuál es la siguiente, la, la siguiente vez que te van a dar, tú sabes, un, un concierto? Sí, o sea, hay bastante incertidumbre en esta carrera, pero sí que tenemos una serie de contratos ya cerrados, entonces tranquilidad ahí. No es como un trabajo fijo, sí. sí, pero bueno, hay bastante futuro y bastante programado ya. Y, y cuando, cuando fuiste más joven, tus padres te decían, tiene que tener cuidado, tiene que estudiar otra cosa porque la música no necesariamente te va a dar una carrera. En mi caso no, porque mis padres son músicos, mi madre es ah, cantante bueno. de ópera, mi padre wow. es violonchelista y director, o sea que lo he mamado, ¿no? Digamos, lo he claro. tenido en casa. Era, tienes que ser músico. Luego obviamente ha sido mi, mi sueño, no lo he convertido en mi, en mi sueño. Phenomenal. Um, okay, and you you guys are going to play together tonight, but but right now, uh, Rocío, you haven't brought your piano, unfortunately, no? Uh, no. <laughs> Pero... I have here a little pian, piano on <laughs> my phone. Okay, and that's, you're, you're going to play that and, and, and give us a little flavor, no? Yeah. Venga, take, take, take it away whenever you're ready. <clears throat> En un país de fábula vivía un viejo artista que en una flauta mágica tenía su caudal. Tan pobre era y tan rústico que el mísero flautista dormía en copas de árboles por falta de un hogar. Y los pájaros de la selva le venían a despertar. Y los pájaros de la selva le venían a despertar. Wow, qué bonito. <laughs> Bravo. Precioso. I mean, obviously, you've got a very special voice. Um, if you're just joining us, that's Rocia Faust singing live on Radio Gibraltar ahead of the Grand Suazuela, which is at the Holy Trinity Cathedral this evening at eight o'clock. Uh, I think tickets are sold out, unfortunately, uh, judging by uh, buytickets.gi. Um, Rocio, how, how do you look after your voice? It must be something como te lo cuida. Uy, pues, <risa> con, sobre todo dormir muy bien. Me he dado cuenta que lo que más le gusta a la voz es dormir. Bueno, lo que más le gusta al cuerpo, ¿verdad? Yo claro. más quisiera uno dormir un poquito mejor. Pero... Eso es. Y bueno, comer bien, nada de alcohol, bueno, una serie de, de cosas que hay que hacer que, que, bueno, que le vienen bien a la voz. <risa> pues pedazo de voz que tiene. Gracias. <risa> What a beautiful, beautiful rendition. <risa> si hubiera todavía posibilidad de comprar entradas, yo, la gente que no las tiene debería hacer lo posible. Eso. Bueno, yo, dicen que está todo yo, agotado. Yo creo que está agotado mirando buytickets.gi. I think it is sold out. But uh, if you've got Vaya. a ticket, you're in for something special with Rocío Faust, accompanied by pianist Guillermo García Calvo, uh, who've joined us, and also star tenor Alejandro del Cerro. Pues uh, pasarla muy bien. Have a great show, guys. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kellyanne Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.